Do you know who you are? Do you know why you were placed on this earth? Today, as we continue studying the Babylonian exile, we're going to be looking at some people throughout history who knew who they were and why they were placed on this earth. We're outside today in God's creation. I'm Pastor J. Dylan Proctor, and I thank you for joining me. We're going to be going to Daniel chapter 3. But today, I want us to think about who we are and why we are placed on this earth. Because the time for bowing down to the fake virtues of the world, that time doesn't exist. None of us were ever designed to bow down to the fake virtues of the world. But I can tell you this, throughout human history, people have loved fake virtues. Fake virtues that say, bowing down to Nebuchadnezzar means you're a good Jew. The fake virtues that says, you're a good Christian if you sit at home and all you do is just post that banner across your profile picture, change it or something like that, but don't do anything which actually challenges the voices of the world that want you to bow down to things which are ungodly. Throughout human history, we have been conditioned as people to bow down to the orchestras of the world. Today, as we look in Daniel chapter 3, there's going to be a real orchestra that plays music that everyone should bow down to. But throughout history, and even in the time of Jesus, this is what people have been doing. John the Baptist, he was killed, murdered by King Herod. And when John the Baptist died, Jesus was reflecting on the situation. He looks around him and says, what do I compare this generation to? You're all like children playing in the streets. You say, we played the flute, you wouldn't dance. We wept and you wouldn't mourn. You're supposed to dance when we play the flute. You're supposed to, to wail when we're over here saying the right words. We're saying the right fake virtue words. We're pretending like we're upset about causes and you should bow down and dance. People throughout history have been treated like trash, like puppets by the fake virtues of the world. But we live in a kingdom that wants us to rise up that says, you, you out there listening to this, you're not meant to be ruled by some elite somewhere by someone who thinks they know how, how you should live and that you as an individual, you shouldn't have any freedom, any personal responsibility in your life, any ability to make decisions that matter. That's not how God designed us. God designed us in His image that we would have free will. And His Son, His only begotten Son, came manifested to us as the Word of God incarnate. He said, I want you to be born again so that you could be freed from your sin, that you could walk around on this earth, that you would be transformed, not by the renewing of some expert's nine, not to be sanctified by the world's and wisdom and the words of the world, but that you could be sanctified, that you could be transformed by the renewing of your mind and not conform to this world, that you would be free not to bow down to the music whenever it starts to swell up and rise and take control of you. And let's be honest, music can be beautiful, it's easy to be possessed by the music. The impulses of the world, they're satisfying. Not only are we created in the image of God, but we're fallen creatures now. We've all inherited this fallen sin nature. So whenever something appeals to that, of course we want to jump in with it. It's easy to buy into the fake virtues, but that's not why we're here. Today, we're out here in God's creation, and I've got these cards made so that we can have some examples. Today, we're going to be talking about Shadrach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three, they knew who they were. They knew that they were really Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. That the name Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were given to them by Babylon. That when all this crowd, and if you're looking at this painting on the camera, the crowd all mixes together like it's a singular blob. Those who have given up their freedom, they have given up what it means to be transformed, to be a man and woman that has surrendered to God. Those who have all given that up, they're all bowing down as a singular blob. 
But there are three men who have a backbone, who stand up and say, no, we know who we are and we know why we're on this earth. We're going to go now to the book of Daniel, chapter 3. And I want us to look at this text and wonder, what does this say about us? What does this remind us to be when we look in the mirror? Who should we be when we look in the mirror? Are we living up to the calling of God? Daniel chapter 3 opens up saying, King Nebuchadnezzar made a golden statue whose height was 60 cubits and whose width was 6 cubits. He set it up on the plain of Durian in the province of Babylon. And we'll get further into this text come Sunday. I want us now to skip over to verse 8. Today we're just going to have some highlights of, of Daniel 3 and discuss who we are meant to be. In verse 8, and before I read the scripture, we find some people there who, if we're honest, they're snitches. They're tattletales. They go to snitch to the teacher that there were some other kids having fun that broke the rules. Therefore, they must be thrown into the fiery furnace. Verse 8 reads, Accordingly, at this time, there were certain Chaldeans who came forward to denounce the Jews, the people of God. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, and the entire musical ensemble, they shall fall down and worship the golden statue that you have made. And whoever does not fall down and worship, they shall be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. There are certain Jews, of course the Jews are the people of God, there are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These pay no heed to you, O king. They do not serve your gods, and they do not worship the golden statue that you have made. You see, the snitches of Babylon, they love the fake virtues. And there's a lot of people in, throughout history that have loved fake virtues. In fact, you look at this picture, there's only three men here who say no to the fake virtues. The snitches of Babylon, they love it. And they think that if you won't bow down to the fake virtues, you should be thrown into a fiery furnace. But there are three men who have a backbone who say no. Today, I want us to talk about another man in history who knew who he was and why he was on this earth. We're going to go about 108 years ago to talk about a man named John Harper. He was a Baptist preacher and he was an evangelist. He did a lot of revivals and things of that nature. And he actually traveled a bit around the world doing preaching and things of that nature. But John had had a tragedy that struck early in his life. His wife had died, which left his young daughter without a mother. And he had brought in a, a relative, a, I believe it was his niece, that he brought into the family to help raise his little girl so that she would have a, a mother influence, even though her birth mother was no longer with them. And in the year 1912, John was going with his family to preach in America, to bring a revival. And as they were crossing the Atlantic Ocean, he was out on the deck of the ship at about 10 p.m. and he looked up and he saw the beautiful stars. And it was dark outside and he looked to his family and said, you know, it might be night right now, but it's going to be beautiful in the morning. Now John really could never have predicted what was coming for him, but he did have a worldview that was based around biblical teachings, that was based around the teachings of God that remind us that we're not here in some utopia like Eden. We've been cast out of that. We're fallen creatures. But God wants to redeem us nonetheless. He wants us to have life and joy and He wants us to have those things abundant. 
And a few hours after John told his, his young family that it will be beautiful in the morning, he finds himself waking up to a world where their ship is sinking. See, John is on the RMS Titanic. And as the lifeboats are being filled, the call for the women and children, he goes out and he, he sees his, his young daughter, he hands her off. He doesn't hand her off to her mother because her mother's passed away. Their family's already been broken once. He hands her off to the one relative that she has. And he says, be good for her. And John knows that God didn't design him that he would have to forsake his daughter, that his child would grow up not knowing her mother or her father. This is not what God designed the family unit to be. But he also knows that we don't live in Eden. And that the call of the people of God is not to live in some fantasy where we sit around and say, ah, yes, where's the next lifeboat? I got to get on the lifeboat. Don't want to have any suffering in life. God knows that's not why we were here. And he's taught us that. The scriptures teach us that. We never promise that you won't have a dark valley. You're promised that you'll have the rod and staff of God to comfort you. When Jesus comes to us, he comes as a suffering savior. As an example that says we persevere through the hard times of life. Sometimes you die in the midst of those dark valleys. But those who lose their life for my namesake, they are going to find it. They're going to find a new life and life abundant with me in my kingdom. John knows that being a man of God doesn't mean that I sit around and cower and want to get on a lifeboat. He knows that that means I turn around and there are souls who do not know Christ Jesus. And while my child, she may have an opportunity for a beautiful morning on this earth, there are many here who don't. There's going to be a beautiful morning, but it won't be here on this little globe. And he turns back and he preaches the gospel of Christ Jesus, which can lead people to a beautiful morning in Christ's kingdom. Because he knows why he's here. We're not here to avoid suffering to live our lives based on fear. And we have a lot of people who buy into the fake virtues and say, oh, well, we're not living our lives based on fear, but allow me to show you something which is actually living your life based on fear. They'll say, oh, well, we're not meant to bow down to the golden statue, but we're not going to take a firm backbone against the golden statue either. We'll, we'll say, well, you know, it's bad, but we don't want to have any more serious conversation than that. These voices, they come to us with their hushed tones, their serious brow, coming to treat us as if we're children, incapable of making decisions, that we're incapable of being transformed and liberated by our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. But Jesus looks at us and He gives us an alternative. Our world is hungry for an alternative viewpoint. Our world always is sick of Nebuchadnezzar's. We're sick of sinking ships. We hate those things. And God hates them too. God wants us to have a new life. He doesn't want us to have a golden statue or a sinking ship. He wants us all to be saved. He even wanted Nebuchadnezzar to have transformation in his life. God looks at us and He has given us an opportunity that each and every one of us, we could be born again. We could be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We're not meant to, to just sit around and wait for the next sinful impulse to tell us who I are or to have some worldly identity or to have some, some garbage where an elite person tells you how to live your life and talks to you like you're trash. We're not meant to be like that. We're not meant to sit around and have eyes that see one thing where we say, oh, well, I think they're working in my interest now, but over here they're fine with killing children. We're not meant to sit around and have eyes that don't see and ears that don't hear. We're meant to be transformed, and God wants us to be blessed.
Every day we should be playing, praying to God, make me a blessing so that I can be a blessing to others. Because that's what it means. That's why we're put on this earth. So that when we're John Harper, we know that we have to go back and preach the good news of Christ Jesus. Because there is a beautiful morning. John Harper knew that regardless of whether that ship sank or not, he had a beautiful morning in store for him because his heart was given over to Christ Jesus. Now we don't follow Jesus just because we want rewards or we want to see a beautiful sunrise. We follow Jesus because of the truth of creation, because of the truth of who God is. As we close today, I want us to think about who we are. Do you know who you are? The time for bowing down to fake virtues is never here. There are times where we think we can get away with the fantasy of it, but it's always a sham. It's always a lie. We must rise up as the people of God. Sometimes that means we be a little bit of a contrarian. When the world tells you to bow down to the golden statue, don't. We don't teach our children about these three men here. Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, because they bowed down. We don't know any of the names of these out here in the crowd. We teach our children about them because they said no. And if anyone tells you, well, there are no golden statues, nothing like that. You know, we're in a, a, a different era. It's different for us now, you know. The things of the world, they're different. Anyone who tells you that, they're selling you something which is not true. Sin is not on hold in this world. It's never on hold. Sin, it's a hungry predator. It wants each and every one of you. The forces of this world, the elites, they're not sanctified by their knowledge and wisdom. The only thing that can sanctify us is the Holy Spirit. God can sanctify us. We cannot sanctify ourselves. And we must turn our hearts to God. And as we close, look in the mirror ask yourself, am I the man, am I the woman that God called me to be? Let us close by saying the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. With that, God love you. Have a blessed day. I'm going to turn the camera around and let you see some of the beauty we have here in Jolton. There's always nice things to see out here. Got a few birds chirping and things of that nature.